What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. I hope everyone's having a great Super Bowl week so far. I've had a little bit of travel come up, but today I wanted to jump on the podcast real quick and talk you guys through the business model behind the NFL Super Bowl halftime show. Specifically, I want to talk about the economics of the show itself, how artists convert the attention into business opportunities, and why Usher timed up the release of a new album and concert tour around this year's big game. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode, but before we get into it, let's quickly hear from today's sponsors. So many of you guys know that the Super Bowl is one of my favorite sporting events because the game, the entire game, revolves around sports business. We're talking about $7 million commercials, $2.5 million luxury suites, $2,500 hotel rooms, 6,000 media members, $2 billion stadiums that were recently uh, built in Las Vegas, and so much more. Now, obviously, of course, there is an NFL championship at stake, but money runs the Super Bowl, and there is no better example of this than the halftime show. This year's performer, Usher, has been one of the most active artists over the last two decades. He's done seven tours across North America, Europe, and Australia. He has performed at multiple presidential inaugurations, and he has grossed nearly $100 million in ticket sales across two different residencies in Las Vegas over the last few years. That's where he spent most of his time. He has been in Las Vegas at Caesars and MGM over the last few years, doing almost 100 shows uh, for his different residencies, obviously making a lot of money doing that as well. Yet, the Super Bowl will be Usher's biggest show ever. He will perform in front of 115 million people on television. And the craziest part is that the NFL won't pay him to do it. Now, this isn't a new thing. The NFL has convinced some of the world's most famous artists, including Prince, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, the Rolling Stones, Lady Gaga, Dr. Dre, Rihanna, and so many more. All of them performed at the Super Bowl for free. Now, here's how this works. Apple Music pays the NFL $50 million annually to sponsor the Super Bowl halftime show. They have a $250 million contract over five years, $50 million annually. They pay to the NFL to be the premier sponsor of the halftime show. The NFL then takes that money and gives a portion of it, call it $15 million, to the artist for that year's show as a budget. They use this to cover all travel and production costs, including upwards of 3,000 part-time workers. We're talking about people that do everything from... Uh, backup dancers to security to marketing folks, design for the set and everything else in between. So that $15 million is spent on the production of the show. It's a budget. Most artists stay within that budget, but other artists like The Weeknd and Dr. Dre, for example, have spent up to $7 million of their own money to make the show even better, right? So again, the NFL gives them a $15 million budget. Most people stay within that budget and don't spend any of their own money, but a couple of artists the weekend and Dr. Dre have spent $7 million of their own money to make the production even better than they had with the budget they were allotted from the NFL. Now, the NFL can obviously afford to pay these artists. They're the world's most lucrative sports league. They make more money in profit and revenue than any other sports league in the world. But they don't need to. Most artists jump at the chance to perform in front of 115 million people, especially considering that brands are out there paying $7 million for 30-second commercials, most of which will be immediately forgotten after they air, versus an artist who's going to get 13 minutes of undivided attention, right? That's obviously a fantastic trade-off, specifically because you don't even have to pay for it, right? And the results speak for themselves. 
Justin Timberlake saw a 534% increase in music sales after Super Bowl 52. Travis Scott's performance fee doubled from $500,000 per performance to a million dollars per performance after Super Bowl 53. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira gained 3 million Instagram followers after Super Bowl 54. The Weeknd sold 1 million concert tickets within a week after Super Bowl 55. And ticketing platform StubHub says artists that perform at the Super Bowl typically see a 50% increase in concert ticket searches after their performance. But all of those stats pale in comparison to what Rihanna was able to do last year. Now, these stats are only for the first 24 hours of her performance, right? So right afterwards in the next day, Rihanna became the number one most streamed artist globally, literally number one in the world. Her performance had 118 million viewers compared to the Super Bowl at 115 million viewers. That means more people watched her performance than the game itself averaged. She had 17 songs in the top 40 on Spotify. She gained 3 million Instagram followers and searches for Fenty Beauty, her company, were up 833% after the game. Absolutely incredible. She also had a deal with Apple to do a documentary following her leading up to the performance and a bunch of other endorsement deals on top of that. She made a ton of money on this, even though she didn't get paid to perform. So again, it should be no surprise that Usher, this year's performer, has found a way to leverage this year's show too. Usher announced this week that he's releasing a new album called Coming Home just two days before the big game on Friday. And he's hoping that his performance sends it to the top of the charts. And I'm willing to bet he's correct. Usher has also announced an upcoming 24-city arena tour with tickets going on sale immediately after he steps off stage. And the 45-year-old R&B singer has signed lucrative endorsement deals with companies like BMW, Skims, Apple Music, and Remy Martin. He's even going to appear in a Super Bowl commercial this week and various other ads throughout the week. Now, this arrangement is a win-win for everyone. The NFL gets one of the top artists in the world to perform at its biggest event for free. And the musician gets a 13-minute commercial in front of 150 million people for a fraction of what brands pay. If you think about what brands have paid over the years, I mean, these commercials have drastically increased in price. They were selling for $78,000 in 1970. That increased to about $2 million by the year 2000. 2020, it was $5.5 million for a 30-second commercial. And this year, brands are paying up to $7 million for a commercial during the big game. Now, there is some nuance to this, of course. Some brands are paying a little bit less. If you bought multiple commercials, obviously you get a discount. Some brands also bought inventory on the Nickelodeon simulcast. That costs significantly less at around $200,000 per 30-second slot and so much more. So they're paying anywhere between, we'll call it six to $7 million this year for a commercial with brands that come in at the last minute, potentially even paying more than that. But again, Usher is going to benefit more than anyone else when it comes to this performance. He's going to gain millions of followers on social media. He will end the weekend as one of the world's most streamed artists. His concert tour will produce tens of millions of dollars in revenue and will certainly sell out multiple venues on Sunday night alone. And Usher will personally pocket millions from his array of endorsement deals. And you can all but guarantee his Google search volume will hit an all-time high too. Ultimately, this is precisely why I love sports business so much. There is a game behind the game. Everyone is looking for an advantage, creatively leveraging unique opportunities to maximize income. And the Super Bowl is no different. It's just a bigger stage. That's it for today, though, everyone. 
Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something new about the Super Bowl halftime show. Do me a favor. If you did enjoy this podcast, just leave a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to this podcast today. Tell me what you're enjoying and what I can be doing better. Otherwise, we'll be talking on Saturday. I'll be releasing an episode breaking down the most interesting things about this year's Super Bowl. It's literally going to be a catch-all for everything you need to know about the game. So make sure to come back in on Saturday and tune in before the big game on Sunday. Otherwise, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk later on Saturday.